Good afternoon and welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show was created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own unique way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it begins with love, love from the hip. Edgar Cayce, nicknamed the Sleeping Prophet, was an American psychic who gave readings while in an unconscious or sleep-like state. He not only diagnosed illnesses and told many prophecies, but also he was the first of his time to bring about past life regression. Casey revealed many of his own past lives. Some of his lifetimes included Atlantis, ancient Egypt, ancient Persia, and Troy. His past life roles of that of a counselor, a healer, a scribe, a spiritual leader, and a chemist brought in many talents for him. While some of his shortcomings also carried over and included his distrust of friendships, his laziness, and his stubbornness. This idea of reincarnation challenged the devout Christian faith of Casey and his family. But because he was helping others with his gift, they embraced the concept and referred to it as the continuity of life. Casey believed the past merely provides a framework of potentials and probabilities that an individual's choices, actions, and free will in the present determines the actual experience lived in this lifetime. Reincarnation, rather than being a fatalistic approach to life, is more of one of nearly limitless opportunities. Within this framework of lessons that need to be learned is the idea that the soul is constantly experiencing the consequences of its previous choices. In 1997, the first scientific evidence for reincarnation was presented by psychiatrist Ian Stevenson in his book, Reincarnation and Biology. Stevenson traveled extensively for over 40 years, investigating 3,000 cases of children around the world who claimed to remember their past lives. He reported 200 cases of birthmarks and birth defects that seemed to correspond in some way to a wound on a deceased person whose life the child remembered. And these children, most of them young of age, could recall where they lived, who they were, and even who they loved. In addition, Stevenson discovered that the children had habits and fears linked to the nature of their death. They also presented phobias and philias of things from their prior lives. He also noted the correlation of some vivid and recurrent dreams to the spontaneous apparent past life waking moments of some children who may have had night terrors and or phobias related to these memories. In fact, 11% of the cases Stevenson studied the children had nightmares related to the previous life that he or she could recall. In a recent study, 49 cases of vivid dreams seemingly referring to a previous life and completely unrelated to anything in the dreamer's waking life were reported to the Division of Personality Studies at the University of Virginia. Of these, 19 were said to have first occurred between the ages of 2 and 11, with the average age at 3.5 years old. In four of these 19 childhood cases, these vivid dreams, or night terrors, brought upon a phobia caused by the trauma depicted in the dream. Still today, many pediatric doctors are stumped by these childhood recurring night terrors, chalking them up to stress, anxiety, and even breathing disorders. These night terrors have become labeled as a sleeping disorder and defined as a sleep terror associated with disturbance from non-REM sleep. They are characterized by screams or cries, behavioral manifestations of extreme fear, difficulty waking, and the inability to be calmed down upon awakening. An estimated 1 to 6% of children experiencing, experience them, with about 30 37% happening at the age of 18 months and about 20% at almost 3 years old. It is no wonder that night terrors seem to be more common around the age of 2. According to Swiss psychiatrist Jean Piaget, in his work, Theory of Cognitive Development, children between the ages of 2 to 7 enter into the pre-operational stage. During this stage, children begin to think symbolically, learning to use words and pictures to represent objects. Not to mention, kids at this age are also said to be very concrete in their way of thinking and egocentric, struggling to see things from the perspective of others around them. 
making them less influential and more honest and matter-of-factly. Many parents who have had children suffer from years of night terrors have reported being at their bedside and hearing the most profound things come from the mouths of their young babes. Currently, the recommended treatment for night terrors is to leave the child alone and to let the terror run its course. Having had night terrors as a child myself and a ton of unexplained phobias throughout my childhood, I cannot even begin to imagine allowing a child to ride the terror out. Instead, I feel it is time to reassess the validity of explanations for phobic behavior and sleep disturbances, especially in children, and to consider the possibility of a past life relation, continuing the profound research of Stevenson, the most misunderstood genius of his time. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the absolute joy of having Stephen Towell on my show. Stephen is a spiritual hypnotherapist who specializes in past life regression. He will share his wisdom on past lives and past life regression therapy and why it may be right for you. So stick around for more. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A Care.com. Are you trying to boost your fertility and get pregnant? Not sure what to eat during your current pregnancy? Are you currently breastfeeding during postpartum? Sacred Medicine Mamas can help you to map out and optimize your pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, and postpartum journey. Allow Dr. Janelle Clayton, chiropractor, and holistic nutritionist Marjorie Glenn to help you thrive during this special time in your life. We offer high-quality nutritional supplements, meal planning, as well as mindfulness practices for your overall well-being. Shop our online store and holistic dispensary to find the best organic and natural products for you and baby. Set up a virtual consultation today. Results are priceless. Book a free consultation now by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com. Or call 541-639-4575. That's 541-639-4575. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of having Stephen Tell on my show. Stephen is a spiritual hypnotherapist who specializes in past life regression. Hey, Stephen, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Sakura. How are you doing? Good. And I want to ask you where you're joining us from. I'm from Scotland, Glasgow in Scotland. So just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Yeah, it's over the pond. <laughs> Sorry to keep you up so late, but thanks for joining us. <laughs> Not a problem. So, Stephen, how long have you been a hypnotherapist? Uh, well, I started when I was 17, so 
probably, I'm now nearly 46, so it's about 28 years or something, quite a while. Yeah, that's a long time. So what spawned your interest? Uh, I think just from a young age, I was very um, curious about unexplained things. So even from 13, I can remember uh, seeing on TV some stuff about uh, hypnosis. And uh, when I was 17, I started to, well, went to college, I got a book out on We'll try to learn hypnotherapy and hypnosis to see how it was done and find out a little bit about it. So, um, yeah, it's been um, just really curiosity. Wow. And so I have to ask, who was your very first client or test subject, if you will? Yeah, well, uh, the first person that I ever, was my first ever guinea pig was my six-year-old brother <laughs> who I had him picking daisies out of a carpet and um, suddenly discovering that, this, this stuff works and hypnosis isn't just some sort of trick that you see on maybe um, stage that's been made up. So that was my first thing was just really about the actual hypnosis itself. And did you um, actually do a past life regression on your six-year-old brother? I did. And uh, what so came that was up? the next thing that yeah. I've done. So it was his, his next experience as my guinea pig. Um, <laughs> and he went through a whole past life as uh, a man who was married to, so that's a six-year-old boy who was, uh, experiencing being a man who was married to this woman who had a child. He was concerned about the child. Uh, well, he was dying of a skin disease. Oh. And he was concerned about leaving his wife and his child behind. And he wrote children's books. He was naming street names that my brother at six-year-old would never have knew. Yeah. So it was quite fat. For the first ever experience of me doing past life regression, it was quite a, an insight and uh, quite amazing, actually, to your young brother coming up with all these experiences. Yeah, and such profound things. And so, I mean, I would say, you know, as a hypnotherapist myself, I feel like children are easier to hypnotize. What would you say to that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, children, especially younger children, so I think all the, the stuff you mentioned about Piaget and, yeah. and the cognitive development, um, I think children's minds are much more open and much more aware and and there's probably a lot of people out there that the child has experienced maybe even past life um, recalls. Um, um, even when it comes to, I mean, when I was young, it was all, I was, as I said, I was really curious about unexplained stuff. And I was always fascinated about ghosts and all these other things. And there's a lot of children have got some pretty strange and pretty unusual experiences in that respect. So I think at that age, between that, um, the pre-operational stage between two and seven uh, that is and even when as you mentioned professor ian stevenson yeah uh, he said that the recall started around about two and was fade about seven which ties into piaget's uh, cognitive development so i think children are just much more open and minded they don't have that critical element that will start to question or to um maybe see something that's not uh, real based on what our perceptions are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. So how did you end up then specializing in past life regression? Uh, it was just always my passion. I think when I was doing hypnosis, I was always more, I guess that the hypnosis I was using to start with was more about past life regression. Um, I did a little bit of a clinical type work where way back years ago, I was doing like the odd smoking type thing and but um, past life regression just fascinated me. It was something that was sort of unexplained, but not really researched incredibly. A lot of people would dismiss it just because it doesn't fit into maybe modern religions and it uh, just doesn't fit their, the way that their minds would perceive. So I just was fascinated by this unusual mm -hmm. um, phenomena that would happen with people who under a state of hypnosis could recall complete lives of someone that they apparently lived before. Right. And a lot of them actually not even remember that they said all of that in the session, right? Yeah, I've had people yeah. like that. It's, you get you get the odd person. It's not it's not majorly common, but you do get um, the odd person who will have complete amnesia of the session. Mm -hmm. uh, I had somebody actually just uh, amazed that their, their voice was on this recording, saying all this stuff that they had no memory of saying or even memory of ever living. Mm-hmm. So were you ever a skeptic? I've got a very open mind. I think 
naturally I'm quite skeptical. I'm quite, as much as I'm open-minded, I like to still try and keep some uh, objectivity on the matter. So I would try and, um, so I will still question things and I still will consider whether I believe something is true or whether it's false. So I carry a sort of skeptic element to me, but at the same time, I don't think if we will ever progress or we will ever um, develop as humans if we can't keep an open mind and to explore possibilities that, that we haven't yet discovered or that we don't yet understand. So I like to keep that open mind, but to try and keep some element of objectivity on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm sure this comes, this happens to you all the time where people have to ask you what hypnotherapy is, what is hypnosis, right? Because they don't really understand it and they, they think we knock them out. How would you define hypnotherapy? Yeah, I think, I think it's such a, such a big one word that can cover so many things. I think I had one uh, quite experienced hypnotherapist once saying, if you ask 100 hypnotherapists what hypnotherapy is, they, then they'll all give you a different answer. <laughs> um, to me, hypnotherapy is it's a way of working with elements of the mind uh, to help, to resolve, to change a behavior, to change a, a reaction or a way that we would maybe even interact. It's a way of um, working with the mind and it's something that we do naturally anyway. The, the mind is, uh, if anyone knows much about neuroplasticity and how the mind can change and even in the way that we learn and move through the days, our opinions will be changing, our perceptions of things will change. So what we're doing is we're working with the mind to help it to make the changes at that deeper level to um, bring about better outcomes. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. And what about past life regression? How would you define that? Past life regression, now that um, it's a bit trickier to explain, but I guess my perception of past life regression is that uh, we've lived these lives many times before. So some of us, um, well, 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 all of us maybe have lived these lives. And the, I guess it ties into a lot of Eastern religion where the, of the idea of reincarnation. Um, I know the, the sort of the, maybe the Buddhist uh, perception of reincarnation and how we will come back to learn many lives, repay karma. And um, so I suppose my understanding of past life regression is that it's lives that we've lived before, experiences that we've lived before uh, and that we will learn from these experiences, that we will continually expand from as a soul um, through these experiences to grow and to maybe ascend to some respect um, through these experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when did you realize that past life regression, though, was more than just recalling the past lives, but also offered a therapeutic effect? Yeah. Yeah, because when I started, past life regression to me was just something fascinating. And I still, to this day, like to use it for the exploratory um, mm-hmm. type of way to understand more about who we are. Um, and I suppose that leads me into the answer to that question is probably about 2010, or 2011. Um, I read a book by a guy called Dr. Michael Newton, um, who wrote a book called Journey of Souls. And that was the first book that uh, spoke a little bit about past life, well, speaking about past life regression and how he was able to resolve people's uh, problems that they had, maybe main problems that, or pains that they had that seemed to have a psychosomatic um, sort of a reason. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that book, it sort of then showed that there was a lot of using past life, but then the between life stage where you could take someone past their past life um, and I think from there I started to see that there was therapeutic value in it, that it can actually resolve problems and it's not just something that's there to be explored and to maybe be understood and to be um, yeah, investigated. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So aside from unexplained pains, what, what are some other sorts of issues that can be resolved through past life regression? Yeah, so I mean, I think at the start of the, the show that you'd mentioned quite a lot of things about um, fears and phobias and these are things that, so if you just think about a normal life, as, a, as our, our normal life, we go through life through experiences and we will pick up effects from those experiences, whether it's trauma, 
whether it's um, it could be through relationships that we might be damaged in some way. Um, and past lives is much the same way. There's, we still carry all of these experiences, these uh, scars maybe from these uh, past events. Um, and really it's just about uh, being able to, again, resolve these. So a lot of the things that we carry, that we can carry from past lives, it could be fears of, it could be drowning. I've seen people who have had a problem about speaking uh, about what they do. Uh, they may not be able to find their voice and to go through a past life. It seems to be, I've well, quite a lot of people actually that have been some sort of uh, spiritually related type of person, maybe like a, a witch or something that's been burned, that may be into herbs and herbalism and helping people oh, just through natural means. <laughs> like you. <laughs> like me. And, yeah. Uh, and these people may, because of the trauma that they've experienced through what because they were, they were basically burned or killed uh, for speaking out about what they've done and these are kind of some of the things that people might carry now that they can't speak out they don't know why but through that past life experience they suddenly discover that they were uh, maybe uh, so they were ostracized or whatever it would be just by mm -hmm. speaking out okay and so what also about issues with people they're having in this present life and the chance of them actually experiencing past lives with them as well. Is that something that you're also able to resolve in past life regression? Um, yeah, I mean, what I, I, I work from, a, I guess I work with whatever the person brings. If they come with that expectation, it's past life. So um, I can, even with general hypnotherapy, I can work using that and resolve issues, even if they are past life or not. Mm -hmm. um, I work very much, I, I work a lot with a, a way called parts therapy, which you can basically bring the part forward, which is bringing the, the negative outcome or the, the the fear or whatever it is. And I'll work from that perspective. Okay. But um, it can be, it's, 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 it's about identifying it. Sometimes people will work from a point of view of if it's past life, uh, if they use regression, they can ask them just to go to that point and it would be a maybe a spontaneous past life that they would just suddenly go to without any suggestion or without any direction. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my next question because I am asked as well, um, how do clients, how would you say they discern between what's their imagination unfolding and what's a past life? Hmm. So I, I think there can be an element of it depends on how the person is experiencing through the hypnosis. I think there can be there could be an element of imagination that happens. I think that if some if you ask someone a question and they don't know the exact answer to it or it's not recalled, they could um, still potentially come up with a fill in the space basically with that imagination, and that's that's one of the the arguments against past life regression. Um, but at the same time. Um, the way I look at it is that depending on what your your outcome is for the reason for the regression, uh, generally it's usually either for discovery or for some sort of therapeutic value. And if um, it's for therapeutic value, then I guess it doesn't matter whether it's imagination or not. Mm -hmm. If you get an outcome and you resolve something that you've been struggling with, then it doesn't matter. Um, but from my perspective, I've probably seen too many strange experiences with the past lives to write it off as imagination. Mm -hmm. um, but and at the same point, I also think, what is the mind? The mind is a, an amazing thing that no one understands or no one can identify. We can't actually tangibly touch or find this mind that we have. It's a consciousness that we have. Um, so at the end of the day, it's all the mind, imagination and past life recall, spiritual channeling it's all comes from this same place which is connection to the mind and that bigger part of whatever the mind is the consciousness i like that so and also to say too you're also not leading through you're not leading in your process right mm. yeah i mean that was one thing when i first read journey of souls I, the first thing i thought was uh, the, the dr michael newton one i thought what if he is He'll be, if he's doing it from a, a slightly scientific type of way, they'll be using a sort of script-based type usually, 
to keep everything the same. Um, my thoughts were, what if he is leading? Uh, so what I did when I started investigating the between life stuff, moving people past past uh, death points in the past lives, what um, I was doing was making sure that I wasn't leading because I wanted to, I had that skeptical element of myself uh, in my mind as well. So I wanted to make sure that what I was doing wasn't leading. So what I would generally do, I mean, my, my brother was the first one who he didn't know that he was doing a past life. So even the thought that he was doing a past life, some, somebody might have a, been, you could say someone's been led by even knowing that they're going for a past life just mm -hmm. by, mm -hmm. so, so that's one part. But with my brother, he didn't know that I was going to do past life with him. Right. So he just recalled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to discuss how over the last 20 years, there has been a definite rise in chronic skin diseases. Many of these diseases in the past formed mostly at an adult age, but now they are more prevalent at infancy or even in young adolescence. Aside from beliefs of a genetic transfer of disease in the womb, our food, environment, water, and prescription side effects are also to blame. Some of the most common chronic skin conditions include acne, eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, and atopic dermatitis. Many of the chronic skin conditions that arise in adulthood may not only be linked to stress, but also to trauma endured during childhood. Studies have shown that after working through said traumas, chronic skin conditions were alleviated. Hypnotherapy is one proven modality and therapy used to heal chronic skin conditions. It has been used in the past for acne, but as chronic skin conditions have grown, many clinics and hypnotherapists have become more progressive and are making headway in healing more severe conditions like psoriasis and rosacea to name a few. Hypnosis is very successful in relieving itching due to some skin conditions like atopic dermatitis. It also helps to keep people from exasperating skin issues like in the case of alopecia and trichotillomania. Hypnosis can also help to alleviate the pain associated with many chronic skin conditions. It is becoming more commonplace for dermatologists to refer their patients to hypnotherapists. The IHCP, established in 1990 in Ireland, is an example of one of the progressive hypnotherapy clinics that has been hugely successful in healing chronic skin conditions. Here in the United States, there are not as many progressive hypnotherapy clinics, but that is changing. Sakura Skin and Mind is one of the few to offer hypnotherapy to address a multitude of skin concerns such as hives, alopecia, psoriasis, rosacea, dermatitis, eczema, acne exoria, and more. By healing internal inflammation caused by trauma, stress, or inner conflict, one can in turn alleviate external inflammation on the skin. Hypnotherapy does just this. It addresses deep-seated issues at a subconscious level which can manifest on the skin. I am a perfect example of the power in healing the skin through hypnotherapy as I healed from pemphigus vulgaris, a blistering disorder. If you are suffering from a chronic skin condition and would like to try a remote hypnotherapy session, Go to sakurasutter.com and send me a message. Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end, so it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? Coaches Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life tune in starting november 25th 
Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget my new show airing next Wednesday called The Conscious Coaching Hour during the Love from the Hip Hour. Today, I have the absolute joy of having Stephen Tell on my show. Stephen is a spiritual hypnotherapist who specializes in past life regression. So, Stephen, how can you prove that past lives exist? Okay, that's a tricky question, that one. <laughs> so Piece of cake. I think to, yeah. Um, I guess that there's generally, it's hard to prove something because you can always write it off. You could always come up with an argument to say, is it imagination? Um, I think the biggest um, the biggest proof, I think, for me is, I guess it's the, I, guess, I think you'd mentioned that again earlier, it was the Professor Ian Stevenson stuff where mm-hmm. about the birthmarks. That's about one of the few pieces of scientific evidence that's been done where 33% of the uh, the people that... Uh, they, they they were running the sort of tests on. They had uh, birthmarks in the places where the the people that they recalled or the people they're supposed to be had an injury or a, they've been stabbed or they've been shot. Or, so that's probably one of the the closest things. There, there is another. Yeah, there's a good um, there's a good story on a guy called uh, you know, what was his name Robert Snow who was a police um, sergeant or something, but. Uh, he basically went to investigate his uh, past life and he came up with something like 28 uh, points on this past life. And when he investigated who it was, it was some kind of um, half, not not well-known painter, but maybe a recognised painter at the time, 100 years ago before he was born. Mm. And it was, um, I think it was something like 26 of the points actually, were, uh, were confirmed hmm. as accurate. That's and I think good. he said that there's actually people convicted of murder um, based on much less evidence than uh, his particular past life. So <laughs> it's hard to say you can 100% prove it, but right. there's a lot of... Well, and I'm sure just your experiences with your clients, right, as well. Exactly, and yeah. people's experiences as well. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it means a lot to some people and it helps people as well. And you said you had mentioned to me earlier that there was a show that you can actually watch too, where they investigate past yeah. lives. Yeah, it's quite interesting actually. Um, again, it sort of ties back to Professor Ian Stevenson talking about children um, experiencing at the age about age of two, and the program's called it's on Amazon Prime, I think it's called the Ghost Inside My Child, mm-hmm. and it's two seasons of sort of documentaries, but where they interview the parents. And the parents talk about the children and the experiences of the night terrors and the, what they're saying, the recon and wars and armies living in different countries. And uh, some of the parents have investigated some of this stuff. And it's um, it's interesting. It's really interesting. I wish that show was around when I was little. <laughs> yeah, My parents would have me. been great test subjects for that, too. <laughs> so have any of your clients actually tracked down someone they believe to be in a past life? Yeah, I've had a few people that have went back. Um, I had one woman um, quite a while ago, actually. It always sticks in my mind. But she uh, was a young 17-year-old boy going back to uh, going to war. To world, I think it was World War One, or I can't remember. It was the trenches that they were going to. And she was going over with her friend. And uh, through the, the session, she was in the trench. She was saying it's, she was shaking. So I was asking her why she's shaking. And she said it's... We've been told that we're going over. Uh, she said that our, uh, our feet were soaking. She was standing in water um, and she was very cold. Uh, then they went over, she got shot. 
killed, which you could see after the death point that our friend that went over with her was trying to save her, trying to drag her back towards the trench. Um, the experience and the lessons about it was all about how other people will um, help uh, will help you, that you don't need to do things on your own, which she was doing. But she went and investigated the, uh, the name that she was given, the name that she remembered as who she was, and it, that it was all true. It was the date the uh, killed in the trenches, and uh, she was only 17 years old. Uh, so that she was able to find that person. Wow, so and she didn't even people. she didn't even have any inkling about that, right? Before no, the she session. had no idea at all. Nope. And wow, it was a funny thing. Even when you talk about imagination, she had she she had went to be a man. So who would if you ask someone to imagine a past life? Who who suddenly starts imagining that you were sort of different sex? Sex, it's, yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> so can I ask then, who typically would come through in a past life regression? Uh, well, the past life regression, I guess, is your recall of the life. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what we come through, I suppose, is maybe more the the after point of the between life. So that's where, now I need to see how, what should I say this word, because it's always heard from <laughs> by anyone outside Scotland. But it's a, a guide, which people think I keep saying gate, but it's <laughs> a <spirit> guide. I'm guilty <laughs> of that. even you. So I thought I, I was saying the same thing. I did. So, so spirit guides, uh-huh. or uh, there is a higher beings. So the Journey of Soul book talks about council of elders that a lot of people would refer to these beings as. Um, I've had them called that myself. I've also been called ascended masters. Or um, why, And why do they show up? Why are they coming through? They come up to help you understand. So the, so the guides... The guides. It's okay. Um, so we got you now. That yeah. <laughs> so trying a London accent, a guide. Um, <laughs> the the guides. Um, they're there to help to help you understand maybe a bit about the past life. They can help you to understand what the lessons were in that past life. If you are carrying some of the traumas or the energetic experiences, maybe in your current life, and the guides can help you to. Uh, resolve these to heal these uh, I'll sometimes ask so the ascended masters or these other beings the higher beings and um, they seem to be above the guides and they are there to help and um, maybe with you your life path to find your purpose in this life maybe that you're lost track and you're because every life is supposed to have a reason mm-hmm. every life and this is not just me just saying this this is thousands of people that have went through these types of experiences and the common thing is it's about life is about learning it's about coming down and experiencing um, certain situations and through difficult circumstances uh, or any experience we will grow through these experiences we will become uh, maybe a more experienced person or a soul through all these lessons that we go through so these guys these masters they're they're helping to allow us to um find our way to help us direct us back onto the path and usually i'll ask people to bring questions mm-hmm. when, when i do the longer sessions and it's more they'll ask a lot of things about relationships um even people that maybe it seems that we come down with the same souls quite a lot so you might find that your father in this life could be your mother in a past life or a son in a past life but it seems that we we sort of come down with the same souls yeah our soul family so so there's a message and then there's would you say there's karma that we bring in from every past life um karma is a i guess that's i never use the word karma a lot (laughs) um karma seems to it always holds a connotation of repaying something that you've done wrong or something right but, that it's negative right yeah yeah but technically when you work with these beings these spirits or these guides or uh, it seems to be that there is no judgment on anything that we do we make mistakes but it's about how we learn from the mistakes and how we can better ourselves if we don't fulfill the roles that we intended to do so um, and even they say sometimes a bad experience can still have some lessons in it. Mm-hmm. Everything is a learning experience, and that we learn from our mistakes. 
So um, karma is something that I, I, I generally don't use the term that much, but it's, um, I guess you could say that we do, uh, if we do something in one life, then we will learn not to do it again by experiencing that for ourselves. So I guess that could be the term karma. <laughs> or you hope that we learn it, right? <laughs> well, hopefully eventually, otherwise we'll just be back and back and back again. <laughs> exactly. Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Hi, we are Sacred Medicine Mamas, and we are on a mission to help people heal and feel better through a variety of holistic wellness practices. We offer holistic wellness services for busy people who are ready to achieve optimal health. We are a health and wellness clinic and a community of empowered people finding true healing and health. We are not only practitioners passionate about people's health, we too are busy professional people. We have been where you are and we have experienced similar health issues. This is why we love working with people just like you to help you find true healing of your own. We offer services including chiropractic, massage therapy, weight loss and nutrition, pregnancy and postpartum nutrition, yoga and fitness. Virtual sessions are available. Book an appointment with us today by going to sacredmedicinemamas.com. That's sacredmedicinemamas.com or call 541-639-4575. That's 541-639-5475. Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end, so it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? Coaches Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life tune in starting november 25th a health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime it leaves us frightened confused and asking why did this happen to me transformational coach rory reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him the universe had offered him a challenge he chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget, this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. If you are just joining us, today I have the great pleasure of having Stephen Towell on my show. Stephen is a spiritual hypnotherapist who specializes in past life regression. So, Stephen, before the break, you were talking about ascended masters and guides. So would you say there's a level of channeling that occurs in your past life regression therapy? Um, it can happen. Um, I generally see them as a similar thing. We're using our minds to connect to maybe play, play, uh, parts of us that we aren't used to, we're so, we're so narrowly focused in this perception of uh, earth or physical reality. Um, so I think that what, generally with the past life or the between life stuff, the channeling um, is more uh, a guide coming through and talking through the person. What I try to do is to get the person talking to the guide. So there's a, I think it's all sort of the same thing, using our minds to make those connections. Okay. All right. 
And so I have to ask, during this great time in our history, is there a common thread of beliefs or messages that are coming through the past life regressions with your clients right now? Mm, yeah. Uh, so I get quite a lot. Um, so the between life stuff is working in that when we work with guides, working with ascended masters. Um, what they seem to be generally saying is that there's a structure that's breaking down at the moment. So they're saying that the way that we live is not uh, in tune with maybe nature or with who we should be. Uh, I guess there's a lot of people that are, um, they do jobs that they're stressed out and they're in constant states of stress. There's too much load on people. Uh, all the pressures that come from media and how we should look, uh, all these types of things. Um, and I think even through structures of maybe money and power, greed, uh, that these structures are breaking down. And it seems to be from the experiences I've got through people's sessions is that there is this kind of parting. There's a, a breaking apart where there's a, that we will become maybe more spiritual, that we will be more in tune with that higher element of us and to be maybe more open to that, not being so rigid in our thinking in this physical structure. Um, but through that vibrational lift, uh, that there will be a, a, a break there will be a, a division of what's happening. Like a split. Um, yeah. So that's what it is. So it's, and it says that it will, it will be, there's a lot of people that I've worked with that are saying that uh, there could be, it could be hard. Some of it may be different, difficult, but at the end of it, it will be much better. And if it's some of them, the best clients that I work with that amaze me are the ones who have got no knowledge of any of this type of stuff but they'll come out with all these concepts of mm -hmm. um, a vibrational lift, a, a changing of the, the energies. Um, and I'll ask them after. Sometimes they'll say, have you read stuff about that? And I've got no clue about what they've been <laughs> talking about. So it, it helps me as well just keep that element of my skeptical mind sure. uh, believing. Yeah, and the proof is in the pudding. So mm. I was hoping that you could explain your process really briefly with us. Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, hypnosis itself is um, it's not as fancy as people might think. It's <laughs> it's really just, um, well, I'll, I'll use things like rapid induction sometimes. So it's pretty much uh, just using su suggestibility tests, getting the, the hands, magnetic fingers is one I use quite a lot, where you just ask the person to imagine there's magnets pulling their fingers in and their fingers come in and then I'll start to can use deepeners where you'll just ask them to, I mean, deepeners could be anything. It could, you could say someone's lying in a cloud and they're floating down through the cloud. Um, you could use an elevator where you're dropping down. I use that a lot. Um, so you try to deep the per, deepen the person's um, mind so that they're try, you're trying to get that conscious element that, that we talked about earlier in children that it's not developed properly. You're trying to get that a bit more out of the way, that critical element, so that you're accessing more of the unconscious side of them where all this information sits deep down and um, so you're deepening that and then what you do is what i do is then start using a lot of um maybe my most common ones asking someone to imagine that they're in a, a hotel corridor and they're passing down through the corridor going back further back and further back uh, and asking their unconscious mind to take them to a place where it uh, would be relevant for them or, or something that's related to what they're trying to work on um, so it's it's nothing. Um, the process itself. Uh, anyone that's I would always say anyone that wants to learn how to do this, go and learn hypnosis. <laughs> learn everything about hypnotherapy because yeah, there's so much there's so much skill in hypnosis. The more that you look into understanding minds, visual people, people that are more feeling based and kinesthetic. When you start to learn these types of ways, then and it helps you to actually work with people. Uh, to help them experience these things like past lives. Mm -hmm. And you have such a great voice for it too, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so you work with clients all over the wor world, correct? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. how can you explain how remote past life regression works? Exactly the same. Um, what I would say to people is that you could come to my office and sit on my chair and sit there with your eyes shut for 95% of the time. Or you could sit in your own house on Zoom or online, as long as your Wi-Fi is decent and your 
uh, got a place where you, you won't uh, generally be interrupted, um, then you'll just be sitting there with your eyes closed for 95% of the time listening to my voice. So um, there's not a great deal, I don't think, in terms of working remotely. Uh, or And even some people might think, what if it cuts off or what if the connection goes down, will I be stuck in hypnosis or stuck in a past life? And, and generally that's not, it's a misconception of hypnosis. Hypnosis, you're usually still aware. Uh, I might still build in a little suggestion. If the, the connection goes down, you can simply open your eyes and check and reconnect. And I've had people the occasion that have uh, lost the connection, um, but, um, and they have, they've just opened their eyes when my voice has disappeared and just reconnected. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I've, I've, as I say, I've worked, I've worked with people in Colombia to America to New um, Australia, South Africa. So it, it works everywhere. Yeah, amazing. And so I have to ask you where you hope to grow from here. Um, in terms of my own growth, I'm just about, I guess I'll, I'm, I feel so, I've been drawn to this for a long time. Um, I used to be an accountant for um, many years um, as a full-time job, but this was always a passion that's been with me all my life, um, even doing that part-time while I was still an accountant. So in terms of my growth now, it's more about helping people to maybe wake up a little bit to what the bigger picture is. Uh, A lot of the work I seem to be getting with people is finding that they've got purposes and that they're here to help with this transition that's happening at the moment. Um, to help people through fear and um, overcome fear, to maybe see that positive side of things that we saw, we, we forget so much through the way that we're fed a lot of news and uh, material from the media. So my, my growth is really about, I guess, just um, continuing the work that I do, but to get it out to maybe more people and let more people experience this and start to learn a little bit more about who we are and these other parts of us that these other sides to us that we probably know after we die but I think if there's a if there's a shift happening just now then I think it's an important time that we start to become aware of these things and start to use them to help ourselves to uh, overcome any of these negative or fearful um, experiences that are happening at this point in time. Well, well, well put. And to make it, it you know, needs to be less woo-woo, <laughs> right? Yeah. More commonplace. Yeah. So, wonderful. So how can my listeners find you or book a past life regression with you? Uh, yeah, they could. You'll find me on Instagram. I'm on there a lot. post a lot of things on Instagram. Um, my website is just www.stephentowell, Stephen with a P-H, uh, dot com. So my website is there. That's on my Instagram page. I'm on Facebook um, as well, just under Stephen Till Hypnotherapy. So they can find me on Instagram or Facebook under that name. And just message me directly. I'm happy to get back to people. Lovely. Well, thanks again for being here today. Not a problem. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) And now you can go right to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. 11 o'clock here now, so I'll often back up for more work tomorrow. Oh, there (laughs) you go. And thank you to Eric, my talented producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasetter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday for my brand new show called The Conscious Coaching Hour with my co-hosts Brenda Reese and Rory Reich, where we will awaken your intuition and inner coach. Stay kind out there, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.